Hello? Is the Easter Bunny listening today? Hello? I sure hope he is. I sure hope so. Hello, Mr. Easter Bunny. We've been really good this year. Well, happy Easter, everybody. To those who celebrate, I reckon. But to me, I'm just really excited to get some good food in my belly. What about you, Garrett? Me too. Easter's always reminds me of like going to my grandparents and having lunch. That's like my one staple every Easter. That's really the only thing I do. But I do like the colors and like the feel of Easter. So I'll take it. I'll take it too. I think Easter is going to be a lot more fun for me once I'm a mom one day and I can like make Easter baskets and watch my kids go and do Easter egg hunts and stuff like that. That'll be a lot more fun. But one thing you'll never see me doing, I will never be that mom that brings my child to some random stranger in a bunny suit and puts them in their lap. I will also never bring my child to sit on Santa's lap. I'm sorry. But I won't do it. I'm the same way. And it's so funny that you mentioned the Easter basket because for some reason all over my TikTok are these ladies getting all of their kids' Easter baskets together. And I'm so jealous. I'm like, I want a basket. Mom. Oh my gosh. I don't know if you could hear that, but my cat's hopping around on my bed. Like literally as we're talking about the Easter bunny, she's hopping around. It's so weird. She knows the vibe. Um. She knows exactly what's up. This is one of her favorite holidays, too, guys. (laughs) So, yeah, I have this sneaking suspicion that my mom got me and Mitchell Easter baskets this year because I came over the other day and I noticed the candy little like candy jars and crystal like candy dishes that she has. I noticed they were filled with Easter candy, which like they normally never fill them. And even if they do fill them, they usually just put like mints in there or something. So, hmm, I don't know. It seems like maybe they got Easter candy for Easter baskets for their daughter who's about to move away and be gone forever. Well, keep me updated because I want to know what's in the basket. And if you do get one, I'm automatically jealous because I want one. Just know that those of you who are listening right now, as you're listening, I could be ravaging my way through an Easter basket full of (laughs) chocolate, just shoving it in my face. Uh, I'm jealous. I I wish that for you. I'll live through you. But Chloe, we haven't really <laughs> seen each other that much since we last recorded. So I want to know what what's up with you? What you been up to? Look, we need to stop saying that because for like three or four weeks in a row, we've been saying I haven't really seen you much, and this is everyone's favorite best friends. Well, we're supposed to see each other. Well, all this the is time, good because such busy bees. That's what I was gonna say. This is good because it holds us accountable to hang out for at least an hour a week, and it really is just the timing right now. And we're just like you said, we're really busy. So I'm super happy to chit chat with you to catch up so this week i have been applying to jobs doing some interviews i've been home alone a couple days this week because mitchell went for another sales competition so i was just home with luffy just the two of us and i mean of course i miss mitchell when he leaves but honestly getting a little bit of alone time at home is kind of relaxing it's kind of like It's very weird to be at home without your significant other there because obviously you're so used to them being there. Like sometimes I would forget that he wasn't there and I'd wake up in the middle of the night and be like, where is he? But he was in Virginia. Um, But anyways, yeah, so I was staying home alone, just getting some rest and relaxation. But my main thing lately has been like cleaning and packing. Obviously, I'm going to be moving, so I'm getting that stuff started. That's going to be like a long process because I've been living here for like nine years. So 
Mama got a lot of stuff, but I'm very much in like this spring cleaning vibe right now. What about you, Garrett? What are you up to? Do you have any Easter plans other than just going to your grandparents' house? No, Easter plans, that's that's all I have as of now. Um, what about you? Do you have any Easter plans? I don't think you mentioned yet. So tomorrow I am going to be, well, I guess today I will be um, meeting up with my parents. Mitchell and I are going to come over. We're going to have a little Easter lunch. Mom and dad are cooking a home-cooked meal. We're just going to hang out together, maybe play some board games or something. It's been a while since we've done that, so... That's Fine. probably my plan. It's so funny that you said that you had some alone time this week because I as well had some alone time this week because my parents went to Mexico for past Ugh, the past again? week. Uh, I, tell me about it, girl. But it was my mom's spring break. So they went off and had a little vacay. So I've been at my parents' house a lot, which has actually been really good because as you know, like, we have about three more weeks of school, so I'm in my, like, crunch time. I have, like, two weeks until my mm-hmm. exhibition – exhibitions are, like, due. So, like, for example, this morning I've already made a disco ball. It's 11 and, like, 8, eight o'clock this morning I was on my hands and knees making a disco ball. So I literally am – every second of the day I am so busy. So just been, like, applying for jobs, like you said, getting ready to graduate, getting ready to move, our podcast. So just – and I don't know. I kind of just black out and, like, just let my body – run its motions throughout the day and at the end i'm like oh oh my god another day it's, done. Ar- it's already friday how did that happen like i literally black out so i am here and but another good week and nothing negative to report so i'm happy garrett is literally crazy i woke up this morning at like eight o'clock it's a saturday morning everyone in my house is like fast asleep still And I'm thinking, wow, I'm getting ahead of the curve. Like, let me check this out. I track Garrett. He's already at home, already knees deep in a disco ball. And I'm like, well, shit, let me get my tail in gear and get going. So here I am. And here we are. And I'm so excited. One thing we didn't talk about, Garrett, that we both shared this weekend was a little someone special's birthday. Jared, we know you're listening and we just have to wish you a... I know it's a little late now, but happy late birthday. We love you so much. And we had a great time. Do you want to talk about what we did? We actually did a lot. Happy birthday, Jared. Mommy loves you. Um, so what did we do? We started off the day at the ass crack of dawn, the way Jared likes it, at like <laughs> 9 in the morning on a weekend. I was so mad, but it's okay. Um, and we got together and we went strawberry picking, which was so fun. We went to this beautiful little local farm and they had so many animals. I fed some wildflowers to some goats and it was just a really nice time, wasn't it, Garrett? It was so cute. The farm we went to is specifically for strawberries i think so all of like the signs and stuff had little hand-drawn strawberries on it and they had little jams and like fresh honey it was such like a homey vibe and very spring and i thought it was a great way to start the day it was and we had a competition to see who could pick the best strawberry obviously jared won because he was the birthday boy but was that biased Mm, we'll never know i'm not gonna say (laughs) i'm not gonna say on here for litigation reasons So, and next up, after the strawberry farm, we headed to the Georgia Wildlife Safari. Which, which is, is, is a stretch. Seriously, <laughs> something something to be seen. It is. Uh, I would more call it like a, uh, a uh, 
petting zoo, more of that than a safari ride, a petting zoo. Let me just say, don't pet, don't pet anything in that zoo because after the wild safari ride, which we'll touch on, uh, we went over to the little petting zoo area and everyone's having a great time. I'm just trying to feed the little baby goats that are getting trampled to death because clearly these fat ass big goats won't let them eat and I'm trying to feed the starving babies. But when all of a sudden, this atrocious alpaca comes up and snatches my whole bag of feed, he rips a giant hole in the ziplock and (laughs) eats the plastic. I don't even care that he ate the plastic. Feed goes literally everywhere, like confetti. There is feed in my bra. There is feed in my mouth. There is feed in my eye. And I was so pissed. I was like, all right, I'm done. Let's go. Pack it up. But I got an amazing slice of pizza at the gas station, so that made up for it. And Garrett, tell us about the actual, like, safari part. Like, first of all, what were we riding in? We're in a school bus, babes. It was like a renovated school bus. Like, they took the seats out and it made... Quote, unquote, renovated. Strong word. Um, They took the seats out that are regularly there and made, like, benches for people to sit just in the middle with no windows. And we go on this little trail through, like... Three or four different. We made three or four different stops. Through someone's backyard. <laughs> literally behind like a gas station. It's all through, behind a gas station. Literally, like, it's all Georgia, one hundred percent. Georgia, very much handmade. Very, I don't even know how to describe it. But we go on she's this. She's cute. She's cute. So we go up. We first see some kangaroos. We see some other little zebras. Zebras. We saw some camels, which I love the camels. Oh, honey, there was camels, llamas, alpacas, every one of those little quadrupeds you could imagine. They were all Plus, there. Plus, the mean-ass emus and ostriches. I hate those motherfuckers. They're so scary and snatchy. Those eyes are dead, and that's how you know. When you can look something in the <laughs> eyes and you don't see no life behind it, run. Scary. That's how I feel about the goats, man. The goat eyes. The baby goats are cute, but something about that weird square rectangular pupil just, like, chills me to my core. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that at all. Something's just odd. I think it's ever since I watched the movie called The Village. That movie is like, at the end, you find out that the devil has been inside the goat the whole time. And it's been like possessing her through the goat. And the goat was always the evil thing. And like, I I don't know, ever since that, I just can't get it out of my head. I agree. I agree. I don't trust. And we saw a Walt. A Waltusi cow, right? Was that what it was called? Waltusi? Waltusi? Hey, I'll go with that. I like the name. Let me let me Google it. Waltusi cow. It was a longhorn from Africa. Oh, Waltusi. yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Waltusi uh, longhorn from Africa. And oh, don't let sh- me Google this. Are Waltusi cattle good to eat? Oh. Chris, I want good. a Waltusi burger. <laughs> let me get a Waltusi burger ASAP. It's very low fat and has lower cholesterol cholesterol than other commercial beef oh per slay and also one thing it I, was so cute and nice. it, it, it really was, was cute we will we'll post a picture because the horns were so long and one thing Chloe, i forgot to mention and i forgot actually was we were in a movie um of course everywhere we go cameras follow so they were shooting mm. a movie like while we're trying to enjoy jared's birthday like trying to keep Just it low-key trying to get it one day off you guys <sighs> they found us like that's all we ask and then there they are that, I, don't, I think it comes out 2024, 2025, so we'll let you know when that happens. But, I mean, just another day for us. 
just another day in the biz. And then after that, after the safari ride, we went back to Jared's house and hung out and chilled. And I had a great time. And I hope Jared did as well. I mean, I I partied my little booty off. I hope Jared did too. I was the first one to go home. It was 9 o'clock. I said, 9 p.m. I said, honey, girl, you've had me up since 9 a.m. partying. It's time for me to go home and go to bed. I got to go take my dog out. I got to have some quiet time. And Jared was like, okay, just as long as you listen to this one other song first. I mean, I swear, you guys, he wants to trap me there and keep me there forever. Jared loves but you. He, I love him more. But another funny little story is I left my Stella Artois bottle on his little porch patio. <laughs> and for like five days afterwards, Jared was sending me updates of the Stella bottle that for some reason he was not going to pick up and throw away. I had to come and take care of it. So he just kept sending me these pictures of the bottle. And I didn't bring him his birthday present during the day of the party because Mitchell was out of town, like we mentioned. So I was going to wait for Mitchell to be able to be there. Well, we hang out beforehand and Mitchell's like, oh, Jared, do you like your new sweatshirt? So there goes the whole surprise effect of a birthday gift because now Jared knows he's got a sweatshirt to look forward to. So a few days later, he texts me another picture of the bottle sitting outside on the patio. And what do I do, Garrett? She brought the present (laughs) to his house, replaced it with the bottle, and then left and was like, I think she goes ahead and check one more time. Check your porch. Yeah. Check again. No, all I said, he sent a picture (laughs) He sent a picture of the bottle. I texted him back. I said, check again, period. <laughs> and then he was like, you slut. Why didn't you want to stay here and watch me open my present? I said, because when I come over, you trap me there. I have stuff to do. I got chores. I got to get out of here. Oh, my God. It was so funny. And uh, Jared loved everything. Actually, I'm so jealous of the sweatshirt because that sweatshirt you got him was so cute. It's so cute. I saw it and I was like, that right there is Jared. The only thing that could have been better is if it says, my pleasure. My pleasure. L O L. Well, yeah, that was uh, um our recap. We had pretty busy weeks, Cleo. Yeah, it didn't feel like it was busy, but then we actually had quite a bit to discuss, and I'm excited. I think we're going to have a lot more to talk about next week, for sure. For sure, for sure. Because we've got a busy week coming up. So next up in our obsessed section, moments in pop culture that we're just living for. Um, first things first, Garrett, did you see the trailer for the Barbie movie? I sure did. Oh, camp. Let me just say that. That. Let's just get into it. No. Because I just have to say one thing: the shot when the foot comes out of the, the shoe feet. and it stayed. I knew you were gonna say the feet. Ah, that so good. That's camp. I mean, we'll get into that later. But like that right there is a that shot in cinema. She'd be like hung up in the house. Like that's. That was so, so good. Good. They nailed it with the details. I also saw this girl on TikTok. I wish I had the account name, but I have no idea. But she was like, I'm just your average girl that knows way too much about Barbie. And she like went over and analyzed the trailer. And there are so many tiny little details in there. Like, you know, when you um, see those accounts about like, let's say like Disney or Pixar movies. And there are so many little minute details that people pick out like years later, like Easter eggs or whatever. There are so many of those in the Barbie movie, and it's so cool. They incorporate a lot of Barbie history 
and I'm really excited to see it, Garrett. I'm so excited. I think, they, did, like you said, they did their research, and I love the different Barbies and different kins they have, like, throughout the trailer. And I'm just so excited. I love, I think the casting did good. Uh, Ken, I want to know your opinion on that. So I actually just saw a video on Instagram this morning that was like, anyone who wants to argue about Ryan Gosling for Ken, uh, watch this and then try to argue it. And it's a video of Ryan Gosling when he's like eight or nine dancing with a whole group of girls. He's the only guy on stage and he brought it. But you know what? So originally I was like, mm, I don't know. And I was kind of just like weirded out by the bleach blonde hair on him and all that stuff. But now that the trailers are coming out and everything, I'm really excited. I'm open to it. Ryan Gosling does a really good job with comedy. So, like, there's a good chance that he can really, like, lighten up and embody this role. But that's not who I would have picked, I don't think. Although I can't say who I would pick. That's a hard role. Okay? It's a hard you one. Know? Like you said, I'm open to it. And I'm I'm rooting for him, of course. I don't want it to, like, fail or anything. But... It could go either way. I think it's either going to be really good or really bad. I don't think there's going to be a middle performance to it. So I just I'm... don't see. I don't see uh, Ryan Gosling. I mean, I understand that he's an actor, so he's portraying a role. But I don't see Ryan Gosling as like campy or like flamboyant in any way. And I would have thought they would have naturally gravitated to someone who was a little bit campy and maybe a little bit flamboyant for exactly. this role. But. We'll see. And I'm excited to watch it. I'm excited for the outfits. Oh, yes. That is so, so thrilling. I cannot wait. So next in news of things that I'm obsessed with, I just want to talk really quick about Flowers by Miley Cyrus because it hit its one trillion milestone. And it's listed as the most consumed song of 2023, according to Variety. And then Billboard's chart beat reported that Miley's song is among just seven others to have topped pop airplay, adult pop airplay, and adult contemporary at the same time. I know that's not a direct quote, but that information did come from Billboard's chart beat, like I said, and I'm so happy for Miley. This is insane. This is so exciting, and I can't wait to see at the end of the year how Flowers compares to the rest of the stuff we've got to look forward to i'm so excited she's coming for that grammy if she doesn't get a yeah, grammy with is. flowers like i'm like i'm so proud she of really her should. she and, really should like seriously and she's like finally getting the recognition that miley deserves i feel like it's been a long time since the commercial audience like radio audience really picked up a miley cyrus song and it's her time to shine and i'm ready for her to shine She's finally getting what she deserves, and I love that Tish is posting all of this. I don't know if you got some of this information from Tish, but all Tish is always supporting her children and Mom of the Year award. Like I love, I love you so much. If you're listening, I literally got the link to the Variety and the Billboard um, stuff through Tish's Instagram. <laughs> so, Icon, spot on. Icon. So the last thing that I want to talk about for Obsessed before we move over to what you're obsessed with is that we are seeing more and more of Gaga and Joaquin Phoenix in the Joker Folly Ado movie. We're seeing more little scenes and sneak peeks and like both of them in costume. And I'm getting really freaking excited, but I'm so sad that we have to wait so long to see it. Like... Basically, we have the same obsessed because this was on mine as well. It's all over my Twitter. As soon as I open up, 
every single day I'm seeing a new picture as Gaga as Harley, but she's killing it. Like she looks so good. Not what I was expecting at all. Kind of like more toned down version of her. Yeah, it's more toned down and it's also like a lot grungy, like like actual grunge. Yeah. And like act she actually just looks dirty and unbathed and like kind of like a crazy person. She's gonna serve. So they're doing the job. They're doing it. I know but we... it's not the same as like Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. Like it's not the like glammed up, like meant to look crazy, but also in a really like couture kind of way. It's not like that. It's no. different. This is more like an actual crazy person. Look. Yeah. And they film. They finished filming Friday, like a couple days ago. So shooting's completely done, and it's going to be out October 2024. So October of next year, we'll be getting the movie, which is a long time to wait, but it's going to be worth it, obviously. And I don't know if you've seen the like. Have you seen this picture of Gaga as Harley? No, I haven't seen that exact one, but damn. I saw different pictures from this exact day of filming, and that's what I was talking about, where I'm like, she just looks dirty. So and that's like, actually dirty and grungy, but it looks so good. That's from the director of the film. He Ugh. posted it. And if you read, he's that's like, that's a wrap. a wrap. Thanks to these two. And like he's applauding it. And everyone that's posted, that's worked on the crew, has said this is some of the best artists I've ever worked with. So I'm excited to see like the final result. And I know it's, it's going to be so good. Like, I cannot wait. I think if I could pick anyone that I know could just, like, go into a role with no sense of, like, self and also just know, like, I don't know how to word this exactly, but she's completely self-confident. She's not going to be embarrassed of what anyone else thinks or says or... Like, she's acting crazy, yeah, but she's acting, and she's not afraid to go there in front of other people. So I'm really excited to see what she does with this role. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. I'm excited. And like I just mentioned, you've basically covered everything in my Obsessed section for this week as well, but I have two things I want to talk about. One, I don't know if you're the biggest Shrek fan, but Shrek 5 is officially in the works with the original cast, which I'm really excited about, just because I know it's... Five, so they've done multiple before this, but they've taken a break and I'm down. I love a good nostalgic moment. So if they all want to come back and all want to do it, hey, I support it and I'll be watching. And hey, we all can have an opinion like once it comes out, if it's bad or not. But I support right now because I love Shrek. <laughs> I'm a huge Shrek fan. I love Shrek so much, but I haven't seen all of the movies. Like I'm a Shrek purist, Shrek 1, maybe Shrek 2, maybe Shrek 3. I've never seen Shrek 4. But it's cool that they're using the original cast, and I probably will see it. Although I don't know if I'd go to a movie theater to watch Shrek these days. I'd probably wait for it to be streaming somewhere. But it is exciting. It's I wanna, exciting. I want you to talk about the last thing on your list, though. I'm ready to hear what the hell this is about. Explain to me what's going okay, on. Okay, so today is April 8th. So this morning I woke up, and on my Instagram feed... I'm already freaked out by the way that you're... I see Lana Del Rey cosplaying as Marilyn Monroe. Hold on. I'm looking this up. Am I going to her account? I, she might be on private. Honeymoon is her Instagram. But Honeymoon. when I tell you this is camp. <gasps> She's private. I'm following. This is camp. All right, Chloe, let me screenshot and send to you. Like, She went the full moment. She has a blonde wig on. She has the mole. She has diamonds around her neck. She's in a black turtleneck. And then all the pictures she posted, she's surrounded by white. 
So it's like very high saturation. Oh. And there's like a 10 photos of like the kind of the same style. And we'll be posting these on Instagram, oh. obviously. And I believe this is for her upcoming music video. Holy fuck. So. Oh my God. Okay, that's crazy. That's, she looks amazing. I can't wait to find out what that's all about. Oh. So that's oh super okay. <laughs> exciting. She looks literally like Marilyn Monroe. I know. Well, moving forward, um, Garrett, tell me about your music of the week. So I'm sad because you have a really good song this week, but I'll let, I'll save that for you. The song I chose this week is a song from SZA's new album that came out a few months ago, S.O.S. And this album has so it has 22 tracks on it, I believe. So there's a lot of material and I love this album. But one of the songs that still to this day like stands out to me and still one of my favorite songs off the album is Ghost in the Machine featuring Phoebe Bridgers. Now, I'm not I ha I'm not really familiar with a lot of Phoebe's work, but her on this track, her and SZA sounds so good together and one thing i want to point out is the lyrics of this track the i don't know how to explain them it's more like you have to listen and like you'll see what i'm talking about but the way she sings and some of the lyrics she refers to like she talks about ai like robots and stuff like comparing it to her and it's the way she like compares stuff and her lyrics are amazing so i just had to shout SZA out because i haven't talked about her really on the podcast that much so if you want to go listen, give it a listen. I highly recommend it. So, Chloe. Right now, what Jared listening is screaming, freaking out, saying, this is the hottest woman in the entire universe. There's no hotter female than SZA. Prove me wrong. She's gorgeous. She's embodiment of, of a goddess. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, Jared, this is for you this week since it was your birthday. Shout I had to, out. I had a shout Happy out Happy birthday. Whoop, whoop. So... My song of the week is a new release, and it's Noah Cyrus featuring Vance Joy. Now, for anyone who's not super familiar with Vance Joy, you probably know his hit song, Riptide, which is one of his best, one of his most popular songs, but he has so many amazing songs. He's one of my favorite artists, and he's yummy, yummy, yummy to look at, and after getting her star in her career by singing Vance Joy's Riptide at Open Mic Nights and being discovered and signed, they finally work together and have a song together. And she's so excited. I'm so excited for her. The song is called Everybody Needs Someone. And Garrett, so you've obviously listened to it. My first kind of reaction to it is that it's giving like, summer fireside campy not as in camp like what we've been discussing but camping as in like outside <laughs> camping fireside beachy vibes like a fire on the beach kind of thing that's really what i was feeling and it's definitely another good summer song what were your thoughts my thoughts on this track she definitely tapped more into her countryside we know noah loves her countryside but i feel like in this she i could definitely hear some of her country influences come out i also think this song reminds me of i burned la down for some reason i get that same yeah. vibe from her and it, for some reason in my head i always picture her riding a horse and this is maybe because the image she chose as a horse on this one but i just see like her riding a horse and like putting her like headphones and just like going full speed see you said it's a summer song i feel like i'll come back to the song in the fall 
Hey, I mean, that makes sense to me. I could feel that too. But another um, amazing song. I think it's classic Noah. You know how there's a the classic Lana? This is a very classic Noah in a nutshell. Like this is her style, in my opinion. I think it's cool because I think they did a good job of combining like Noah's unique sound and then Vance's unique sound. But you can hear them both separately together, if that makes sense. This is a pairing I would not put together. They sound great together. And it makes sense now that they've introduced the pairing but i never would have like picked them out of the blue and put them together for some reason but their music styles do go together but i don't know it was a surprise that like it surprised me it surprised me too and i had no idea that she was discovered by singing riptide covers yeah, riptide um i almost wish that they released everybody needs someone and then they released a special edition of riptide together because i'd love to hear her sing oh it, my god but also it would be really cool to hear them singing it together that would be sick the last thing i want to touch on that's kind of like obsessed but also music related did you see noah's story of her in love oh my god Thank you for reminding me. Yes, I did. And I do not know how to feel about it. I'm so happy for her. Do you know who that person is? No, do you? No. Oh, (laughs) I was like, oh my God, what? No, I do not. But like, actually, I love, I don't want to know who it is. I want it to be between him and her. Keep it private until we know that he's the real deal, you know? Like, I don't know how recent. It also just kind of makes sense. Like, Noah seems like the kind of person who would want that to stay private more yeah i agree but i'm so happy for her and she's i think she's still like in her europe era so hey live your live your life noah like i'm living for you put your music out honeymoon endless summer vacation all together (laughs) in one big happy meal all right chloe i think that leads us right into the main course which i'm gonna let you take over because it's right up your alley and tell us what we're getting into this week So this week we had a question from a listener, which I just want to pause right there and say if anyone ever has any questions or any topics that they want us to talk about, please let us know via our Instagram. We will let you know where to find us on Instagram at the end of today's pod, but please let us know. We would love to do Q&As with our besties, but we had a listener ask us, what does camp mean? And last week during our Lana Del Rey deep dive, Garrett used the term camp. And really, camp is a word that can be used as a noun, an adjective, a verb, a personality trait, a way of life. It's more than just a word. It's a whole, it's a whole enigma. And it's a term that's woven through history for hundreds of years and is constantly evolving as people are trying to reinvent themselves and people are changing. So when Garrett and I really first became super invested in the term camp and we started to learn about it more and really like understand it more was in 2019 when the Met Gala released that the theme of their gala that year was going to be what is camp? And that was super cool because it allowed the upper echelon to reinvent and reinvigorate camp in all different kinds of ways. So in my opinion, the most honorable mention for that night would definitely have to be Lady Gaga, who served camp in every way possible and every possible meaning of the word. Garrett, let's pause there and talk about Lady Gaga at the Met Gala 2019. What is camp? Walk us through it because I know you remember this moment. 
Thank God you paused because I have a lot to say just in the first few sentences you <laughs> mentioned. So this night, like you said, this really is the time that we started using this word in our vocabulary more often. We didn't really know what to expect because, right, we always know the first Monday of May, Met Gala. We get the theme, but we don't really know, like, the vibe. Like, you can, people really don't follow. <laughs> to be honest, people don't really follow the dress code at times. So I didn't know what to expect from Gaga this night. Yeah. But she was the first we person. Just knew it was going to be something big. Exactly. So, of course, Gaga's the first person on the carpet of the night. She does a 10 minute performance with background dancers and all, slowly revealing four different looks, all the way down to her bra and panties. And like Unbelievable. 10 inch I platforms. Chloe, insane. basically that's the definition of camp right there. Nothing happens by accident at the Met Gala. You can be sure of that. Like the reason why the Kardashians are not invited back this year. Um, so I want to continue on that little moment. So what makes that specific moment camp, right? Like what makes Gaga coming out in a full giant hot pink gown and wig and full look and then stripping down to her skivvies, what makes that so camp? So first things first, it's the way that she walks onto the carpet. She's in character. You can already tell. So one thing about camp is, like I said, it can be used as a verb, an adjective, or a noun. But it, it really is like a way of life. And when you decide you're going to be campy, you're in character. Like there's no way to be campy without being in a character because that's just kind of... It's like making a caricature of yourself or a caricature of life or something. And Gaga comes out in this dress that's bigger than life and it's brighter than any other dress and it's huge. And she's playing this character and she's got her penguin suit men following her with her little wagon of her goodies and things like that. As she's undressing herself, it's just showing that like it's not the dress that makes her camp. It's not the clothes, it's not the men, it's not it's she's camp inside of her. It's there. It's in her body. And she's got the whole character going on. So some of the most notable Met Gala looks were born that night, as the theme gave each celebrity designer duo the ability to subjectively create their own display of camp. One other notable look that a lot of people probably remember is Thierry Mugler's wet dress for Kim Kardashian. So to me, that one was kind of disappointing as a display of camp. But the more that you got into the dress and understand that this is Thierry, this was Thierry Mugler's creative team's way of showing like a naked woman coming up out of the ocean. Okay, so there's like a little backstory. It makes it a little bit more interesting. Still wasn't my favorite look from the night, but it was a cool example example and it is a notable look from the night what are your thoughts there garrett i agree at first glance i was very disappointed in the look like you said i was like what what like this is camp when you think of camp you think over the top big colorful and with that it was very minimal maybe a little crazy maybe exactly. a little goofy like silly. exactly so that when you see kim kardashian in a tight dress this is what we're expecting exactly i was like this is what we're expecting what but like you said once we get the backstory and i think even on we saw a little behind the scenes on their show it made more sense i was like Mm -hmm. okay there's backstory there was effort but it's good but camp still wasn't my favorite camp doesn't need to be explained that much you know what i mean like 
one shot of cinema and Barbie steps right. out of that shoe, that's camp and that was automatic. But there's different like there's different styles of camp, so it's just yeah, that's just a good example of how it really is subjective. Different people exactly. can look at it, take it in totally different directions. They can think of it different ways. They can make camp bigger or smaller, depending on who it is. I mean, a lot of people have probably seen either the real thing or parodies of the red carpet moment, the goose dress on the red carpet. You know, that's it, camp exactly. right there. After the gala, the Met opened an exhibit titled Camp notes on fashion which was kind of a play on susan sontag's book notes on camp uh this displayed from may 19th 2019 to september 8th 2019 and while i was in school i was lucky enough to be in new york city during that time because i was there for a new york city fashion study tour and i was able to explore the exhibit and the incredible collection of couture fashion some of which I had just seen on Celebrities at the Met on TV. So it was one of the best experiences I've ever had. And I've learned that camp is kind of a chameleon term that really means whatever the hell you want it to mean. I have some photos that we'll be posting on the Instagram from that exhibit. And literally in my room right now around me everywhere are cut out photos from artwork and fashion that I saw that day. It changed me forever. I saw some of the coolest artwork I've ever seen on that day. But one of the cool things that I remember from that specific display is in between the fashion exhibits, they had quotes painted on the walls everywhere from all different kinds of celebrities, writers, reporters, designers, all different kinds of people. And each of them were asked, like, what does camp mean to you? Or how would you describe camp? How would you define camp? And that was really fascinating for me, just going through and reading everyone's different ideas of what does camp mean? What what is the definition of camp? What is something that camp means to you? So I will post some of those uh, photos for you guys to see. And yeah, that's kind of what I've got. Garrett, you have anything else you want to add about camp? We love camp. <laughs> I want to touch on one thing that you said. Camp has so many different definitions. Like maybe one thing that I think is camp, you may not think is camp or like vice versa. It's kind of like everyone has their own little idea of what camp is in a way. So many examples of camp that we see throughout life is so different from each other. So it's hard to like kind of put everything in a bubble and explain it in a definition. But one thing I do want to say, I want to touch on the history of camp and where it came from. A distinct aspect pre-Stonewall gay culture where it was a dominant idiom which right there i think kind of an idiom explains kind of camp in itself you know what i mean like it's like camp is a word but it kind of has a, a different meaning uh, yeah yeah totally it's like we said like it, it can be a noun an adjective a verb but it also can be to like completely different things too exactly and it's interesting that you brought up this part of the history and i see here like it says it originated from the understanding of gayness as effeminacy so this term when it originated it kind of came from the understanding of gayness as like the embodiments of traits or expressions in those who are not of this female sex but so basically like camp originally was like men who portrayed female like tendencies or traits or something like that or expressions nowadays we know that we have a completely different societal view on things like that than we did obviously this is starting in the early 1900s however i think that it still is 
it's kind of been a reclaimed term and now it's like everyone who is fabulous would want to be called camp or exactly. would want to use camp as an adjective or a term. So two key components of camp were originally feminine performances, swish and drag. Now this is all from, I got this from Wikipedia just because I really didn't know the origins of camp. So I really just wanted to do some research um, myself. But from what I got is, like you kind of said, it was from m- people that weren't females that embodied traits or expressions who are feminine. So like drag queens. And I thought it was very interesting. I think I like this because it's kind of, we're reclaiming something that probably at the time was negative. I don't think people would probably want to be camp at the time. And I think it's a reclaim to be like, you know what, we're taking this word, claiming it and turning it into something fabulous and like something that you would, would, you would want to be called and are proud of. Right. And it also kind of claims it in a different way that at one point drag was originally a performance that was done you know, men dressing up as women doing this performance for entertainment. Nowadays, we have people who live drag as a way of life. Exactly. And it's it's become a totally different thing where camp is no longer just a, a term to express about a performance. You can live a more like, quote unquote, performative lifestyle and always be campy. Like you could be campy full time. Some people just are campy. Like some people just have that. So our dear recently passed Leslie Jordan was a good example of a cute as a button little guy that was just always camp and he never even tried to be. But that just was him. It was a combination of his like old school southern background mixed with his voice and his gayness and his personality and his acting career and the celebrity of it all combined but it was none of those specific attributes. It was not because he was gay that Leslie Jordan was an example of camp. We have a lot of gay people in society or gay celebrities that I would not describe as camp in any way. That's a good so, point. That's a good point. Yeah. So it has nothing to do anymore with gayness or sexual orientation or anything like that. Nowadays, it's a completely different thing that's completely separate from sexuality at all. However, it can embody sexuality as in like sexiness but it doesn't mean sexual preference there you if go. that makes sense yeah yeah so the last thing that i want to talk about today are some honorable mentions of some of our personal favorite examples of camp so if you're listening and if you're interested at all and still maybe want some more clarification or examples or you just want to explore this if camp is something that you haven't really delved into much this is kind of Garrett and I's whole life so for us some of our personal favorite examples of camp would be number one Lady Gaga in every way possible yes I would also say the designer Betsy Johnson has been creating promoting designing camp for years and years Paris Hilton has her moments Garrett you want to tell us a couple more of our favorite camp shows some of my favorite TV shows that are camp include Lunatics, Pin15, Kath and Kim, which we'll get into later, but some of those characters embody camp. Kath and Kim is such a good example, too, because Kath and Kim are the two main characters of the show, and they both embody camp <laughs> in two completely different ways. But it's a good example of 
two people standing next to each other that are both completely and utterly camp, but also have nothing in common with the types of camp between them. Exactly. Like you'll, you'll understand it if you watch it. And if you've never seen Pen15 Lunatics or Kath and Kim, give it a try. That that right there is Garrett and my sense of humor to a T. Yeah. So if you're anything like us, you will love it. Um, some more examples would be Moschino, especially like uh, Jeremy Scott's Moschino, which is something that we talked about. Lana Del Rey can be Miss Campy Camp when she wants to, especially when she's dressed up like Marilyn Monroe. Holy yeah. shit. We've got Miley, of course. Miley can be camp when she wants to be, and sometimes she's so fucking extra, like you just know. <laughs> then we've got Gucci, especially for some reason, Jared Leto for Gucci really gives me camp something about it again nothing to do with like sexuality nothing to do with the fact that he's a man doing like modeling it's just something about him for gucci gives me camp that's and then we've got and then we've got versace from time to time harry styles one of the ultimate ultimate camp examples Freddie Mercury. Yes. And I skipped a couple, Garrett, because I wanted to let you touch on those ones. So we have to talk about RuPaul, obviously, the queen of camp. And then some honorable drag queens that have been on the show, RuPaul's Drag Race. We could talk about Trixie Mattel, Katya. It's Ador- Katya. Katya. Alaska Thunderfuck. <laughs> Adore Delano. Adore Delano, Bianca Del Rio, Aquaria. Hey, we can go through the list, but really some... Actually, any drag queen you ever probably have seen is camp. Let's be honest. Like, there's an aspect yeah. of camp in every single drag queen. So go support your local girls, too. Never forget about them. And again, there's just another cool example of where, like, all of those drag queens that Garrett listed are completely different. They have such different styles, but they're all camp. Exactly. And the last example of camp that might be the very best example of camp after all would be us. Everyone's favorite best friends. We are the campiest campers at the campsite and we're ready to go. We're ready. And it's just, we need to like give us, all right, let's get into it. We need to pause because this is where I really want to get into. If me and Chloe were given the opportunity to work with any of the people we just mentioned, we would take them. Well, actually, the people that we just mentioned don't need our help. But any other person, like they, if someone needed help to be camp, hire us and we would deliver, babes. Like we, I don't know. The, Did I don't you even... just create our next new business model? We'll campify <laughs> you. We'll campify we'll you, We'll campify babes. you in just 24 short hours and after four separate payments of $59.99. We'll <laughs> <laughs> be camp. Um, but I campify. actually... Before we leave, there's something I do want to talk about. I want to talk about some music videos that are particularly camp because I think that's some of the best times, especially for singers, to have the chance to be camp, you know, in my opinion. Yeah, good Um, point. So I want to talk about Gaga, specifically Telephone. I think Telephone Mm. is a very excellent execution of camp from being Mm -hmm. in jail, from poisoning a whole diner to dancing have a oh whole choreographed God. dance in the diner where you just killed someone to being on the run no, from i cops. have to pause you right there and i can't even let you continue because the gaga in prison yeah for that music video that is fucking camp oh camp. my god and when she's fucking walking into prison and the prison guards like hold on honey and she's on like plenty of fish or something like that like the whole setup 
so camp. And paparazzi, when she comes in after she's had her quote-unquote accident slash attempted murder, and she's all broken up, and she has the creepy but, like, couture um, crutches that she's walking on. Yeah. Camp. 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 Uh, another mention I have to talk about is Lana Del Rey's National Anthem music video, where she is, again, Marilyn Monroe... And we have ASAP Rocky being JFK. And in this scenario, they get together and have children together. And it's that's camp. Uh, she opens with singing so Happy good. Birthday as Marilyn Monroe, guys. So good. So good. So, so amazing. Okay, uh, so there's one other camp music video that I want to mention. And I'm trying to do the research for it right now while we're talking. But I can't find it. But... I might not be exact here. I might not have all the details perfectly right. But Garrett, you remember the Bohemian Rhapsody movie about Queen, right? Of course. A couple years ago. Yes. So I might be wrong on these details, but I'm pretty sure it was one of the first music videos ever, if not the first, if not Queen's first. But they film and show a music video in that movie that Freddie Mercury came up with and it was for Queen and all four members of Queen were in drag dressed as women in a house playing instruments during that music video. Do you remember that during yes. the movie? Yeah, I do. So that right there, perfect example of camp. Camp. Because it's like funny. It's fun. They're not full-blown drag queens. They're not being in drag, but they're like dressing differently just for something like dramatic, just for some attention, just for something to be different, just to be a little bit extra. Just exactly. to be a little bit wild. And you know, it. I've been called I've been called extra so many times throughout my life. And I have one automated response for that anytime anyone ever tells me that I'm extra. I always say I would rather be extra than not be enough. And that's where I'm gonna leave that. Bam. Right there. There it is. Uh, Bam. I mean it sucks because I know in the next few hours I'm gonna be thinking of great examples of camp, but it's just once you know what camp is, you'll be able to identify it easily. And it's like a new lifestyle, honestly. Like, you'll be able to be like, that's camp. You know? It'll be so fun to go out and find camp in the wild. Exactly. It's It reminds me of a scene from Kath and Kim that's so funny. When Kath, main character, realizes that her husband has once had a gay experience, she starts walking through the town. And everywhere she's seeing things that are reminding her of gayness, like... She sees Lebanese, like Lebanese food, and she starts thinking lesbian, and she's, like, blacking out. Anyway, it's it's really funny. (laughs) But just like that, you're going to be walking around with blurred vision, just seeing examples of camp everywhere you go from now on. And you're going to love it. I love it. Well, Garrett, do you have any other tippity-top pieces of info to chat about today? Or should we close this puppy up and suture her shut? Well, I don't want to keep you guys too long because I know it's Easter, so I'll let you guys go this week, I guess. That's I won't drag true. it. I guess I won't... you guys should go eat your Easter dinner and go find your Easter eggs. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of EFBF Podcast. Please do not forget to go follow our Instagram, EFBF Podcast, where we upload pictures and videos of stuff that we've been talking about throughout the episode and you'll be notified when we upload new episodes so go follow us over there 
go give us a little follow. You won't be sorry. And don't forget to rate and subscribe to us on Spotify and Amazon Music. And I believe that's all we have for you today, besties. Send us questions if you have any questions. And another thing that might be fun on our Instagram, on our post for today's episode, go ahead and let us know some of your favorite examples of camp. We'd love to find out what you guys find Campalicious. Whoop, whoop. We love you so much for listening, besties. We love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.